the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And hour number two is underway at 11 minutes past 10 on this Monday, the 23rd morning of the third month of the year of our Lord 2020. And the national lockdown just got stronger last night or yesterday afternoon, really, and officially takes effect tonight at 11.59 p.m., according to Governor Mike DeWine. The national lockdown extends to Ohio. We are, I think, the 12th, maybe the 13th state to enact uh, shelter-at-home orders, or as uh, Governor Mike DeWine, or shelter-in-place, rather, and Governor Mike DeWine called it, stay at home. Just that simple. Stay at home with, of course, uh, a few exceptions for necessary or believed to be uh, emergency positions. So uh, that's where we are. And meanwhile, while we are staying at home, our businesses are dying. Our jobs are drying up. Our health care is, is uh, dissipating. Our uh, ability to provide for our family is in jeopardy. And the federal government is trying to send relief of all of those things or for all of those things. And rather than being able to do, to do so, congressional Democrats have put the brakes on it. Said, nope, can't do it. Not going to allow you to do it. What argument do they have? None other than orange man bad. We hate Trump. Trump wants to do, th- Trump wants to do this, so we oppose this. That's right. Trump wants to give people money to help them during this terrible time. We oppose that because we oppose Trump on general principle. I have long said this, and I will continue to say it as long as it is true. If President Trump came out and issued a proclamation in support of air, Democrats would deny themselves air. They would hold their breath so that they could not take in what Donald Trump supported. That's how stupid they are. And I'm sorry to be as blunt about this, but I have had my fill, and it's only going to get worse over the course of the next several weeks of full-on Democrat meltdown and Democrat lockdown 
And and quite frankly, it is that. I know Governor Mike DeWine is not a Democrat, but this is kind of the uh, the tempo that has been set. I want to hear from you now. I did not take any of your calls in the first hour because I had so much to say. And I had so much to hear from Congressman Jordan. Now it will be your turn this hour at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Let's go to Lisa, who is calling from Cleveland. She's been there pretty much the entire show. Sorry about the wait, Lisa, but thank you for your patience. Go ahead. I don't mind it. It's been a terrific, interesting show, and it's lowered my blood pressure. Well, I just wanted to let everybody know I'm encouraging everybody. I um, was up early this morning. Of course, when you don't go to work anymore, you're up early. But when you go to work, you want to sleep, you know. But I was listening to Hugh Hewitt, and I thought, I'm calling people. So I called Schumer and and Pelosi and uh, mm-hmm. Sherrod Brown's office. And when I tried uh, Marcy Kaptur's office, I tried the Cleveland office and got a hold of a young man, and I use that term loosely by the name of Dan. And I said, you know, I go, why are they holding up? I said, you know, I know she's not in the Senate, but she needs to talk to her people up there. Because I said, why are you holding up a bill? I said, I'm sitting here. I could have been on disability 20 years ago, but I worked just enough hours a week, which is less than 15, so that I could purchase my insurance because I have multiple health problems. And I said, I was taught that, you know, I don't want a freebie. I want to work and be proud of what I do. And I said, but I don't know if I have a job. I don't know if I have a paycheck. I don't know if I have insurance. And I said, what is she going to do for me? And he's like, I have too many calls coming in. I can't talk to you. And I I said to him, I go, you're sitting there getting paid. And I said, I'm not. I said, you're damn right you're going to listen to me. And so he was rude. He was nasty. And finally, I said, you know, I said, all she cares about is putting stuff in these bills to change the election laws, to promote abortion, to pay Planned Parenthood. And and I said, you know, I said, I don't know who she represents. And I said, she needs to realize that half of her constituents did not vote for her, but it is still her duty to take care of me. And I said, what, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's treasonous behavior, what she's done to all the people in this country. And then on a humorous note, over the weekend, my neighbor actually put out in her yard a Clinton cane sign. So I'm going to be putting my Trump pen sign out. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. And you know what I'm going to do, though? Here, here's it. This is, this is kind of bad. If you get my drift, I was told this. I have to wait till my cats are done in their box, and you just put that around the rim of your sign because they do steal <laughs> signs in my neighborhood. And if they take it, it's not going to be nice. But this woman <laughs> has never, ever been nice well, to me. Anytime I called that office and I thought, if this person, Mr. Weber, if he wins and he runs against her, I will do all I can to help this man get elected because she needs to go. She doesn't care about us. She cares about abortion and she cares about Mexico. And that's well, all I have to she's, say. and you know, I'm glad you waited, uh, Lisa. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you saying all of that. Yeah, um, she is. Uh, Marcy Captor is is no friend, in my opinion, of the American people nor her constituents. She has been in uh, Congress for over 30 years. I don't know what she has gotten done for anybody, um, but she is just kind of towing the party line. And I'm glad you rang her bell, and I'm glad you talked to her people, and I hope you got messages through, and I hope everybody else does the same because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a massive uprising of the American people uh, to all of their representatives uh, and, and letting them know we will not tolerate this. We are already in a precarious situation with our health. Now we're in a worse situation. The cure may be worse than the problem itself in terms of the lockdown and our businesses all going under. Um, they doggone well better do something for us. And that is exactly what this stimulus is supposed to be. Um, 
Let's go to uh, Fairview. Mark, you're on the air. Go ahead, Mark. Morning, Bob. I got two points I wanted to make, and I'll get off the line so that other people can get on. But uh, yesterday I listened to uh, Kelly and son. He had a caller who uh, was extremely agitated, and it was really a good call. But he was uh, irritated about the surreptitious nature of the the Chinese and their behavior from the beginning with their uh, stifling whistleblowers and secrecy, etc. But he made one statement that stuck to me, and that was that if after this is over and a Chinese carelessness and secrecy are truly exposed to their detriment, and I, I repeat, to their detriment, they're going to be a pariah to 140-some nations and the world. Second thing I'd like to uh, mention is the same man spoke about the sales of weapons and ammo disappearing off the shelves of all the dealers and that, and how a liberal told him, uh, oh, don't worry about it. We have the police. They'll keep order and everything and keep control of things. And it was actually kind of funny because about three hours later, I'm listening to the news and heard, heard on the news that about 150 Detroit police were now in quarantine. So, uh, folks, keep your powder dry. Thanks for your time, Bob. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Great phone call. Great points on both of those. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I'm not going to stoke panic. I will not do that. That's irresponsible. But I will agree. Um, protection, self-protection, constitutionally uh, guaranteed right to self-protection is something that we should all be thinking about right now. Uh, just just leave it that way. That's responsible. It's not irresponsible. Be, make sure that you can protect yourself and your family because the sad point of the sad fact of the matter is we've always known this, right? That when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Well, if the police forces are compromised by way of this, uh, this uh, virus spreading, then it may be even longer than that. So let's be safe. Let's be smart. That's all I will say. Diane calling us from West Park next. Hi, Diane. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. I'm glad to know that you're well. And uh, I hope all our li- the listeners to your station and show are well this morning. Um, I, I'm not going to discuss the the uh, decision that was made yesterday, but I do want to say I think that our fear of a virus that doesn't really seem to be any less or any worse than other viruses is ruling our lives. I think the fear of that virus is going to kill us. I don't think the numbers of deaths, not not cases. We have cases of colds. We have cases of regular flu, whatever flu, Cleveland flu, Chattanooga flu, Alabama flu, whatever the flu is that we, that's going around in every every single season of our lives. We have flus, but this one is bringing our country down, and I think the fear. I think we all need to be back to business as usual, social as usual, church as usual. We need to have our American rights of freedom back. I don't think this is, we are going to tank. I mean, if, if, it, if it all boils down to the Democrats or whoever giving us, throwing money at us, free government money, gee, sounds like Bernie Sanders' world to me. Not that we don't need help, but the help needs to be in going back to our American life. I don't see, as Dennis Prager said last week, he doesn't see the numbers adding up to doing what it is doing. And there's got to be cooperation from all these huge corporations and the huge businesses that are going, they're just closing their doors, no travel, no hotel, no, I, I don't see that it's the answer. 
Well, I I'll tell you, thank you. Thank you. No, Diane, thank you for the call. I appreciate your passion and I appreciate everything that you're saying. And I do. I know a lot of people feel exactly the same way. And there has to be a way for us to protect one another while also not destroying one another. And I know that sounds very counterintuitive, uh, but we do. Uh, there is there is a way to protect one another by way of making sure that we don't transmit and spread this disease in any irresponsible ways, but without destroying one another, which is happening to our economy. Steve Hilton on Fox last night, I thought, hit a home run with his explanation. I'm going to share some of that with you coming up. More of your phone calls, too, at 216-901-0945, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten twenty six. The Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, the answer uh, Doctor Gorka, is not wrong, is he? If there is a tactic, a dirty tactic that has not yet been invented, uh, it will be invented and deployed and used against this president by the American left. He is not wrong. Let's go right back to it. Uh, Navy man Norm is up next in Strongsville. Hey Norm, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Bob, great program. I hope every one of your listeners calls. Pelosi's, Schumer's, Captors, Fudge, all of their offices, Sherrod Brown, and just let them have it. I would hope that maybe you could reach out to Sherrod Brown because he likes to come on your program and invite him on his pro- on your program. <laughs> that's that's a good one. <laughs> I last time I had last time I had Sherrod Brown on my program, it did not end well. Uh, it was it, it was probably close to ten years ago. He'll never come on my program again because I will not let him get away with his BS. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I would like to see the president on his uh, noontime conference come out and say, you know what, I have a pen and I have a phone, and I'm writing an executive order. We are going to write that $1.8 trillion program. We're going to put it into effect and let the Democrats try to do whatever they want to do. They can take them to court or whatever. But, hey, the other person had a pen and a phone. Why not President Trump? I think it's time he calls them out and just exposes them for the rats that they are. And I'm sorry, but they hate our country as much as they hate him. You know, I would, I would have There's said no doubt. something about, I would have said a line from Benjamin Netanyahu about there will be peace in the Middle East when the Palestinians and their cohorts uh, love, the, love their children as much as they hate us, Israelis. And I would say that about the Democrats, but they never, never have shown any love for America. I mean... They're pro-abortion. They're pro-infanticide. I mean, my God, what have we come to when we a party, uh, an entire party, says it's okay to let a newborn child die in the day it's born? I mean, it's just amazing. But I do want to say one thing about our governor and about his lab coat, and that's what I call his doctor after the lab yeah. coat. She made the most asinine and outrageous statement yesterday that 40%, 40 to 60% of Ohioans will have the coronavirus before this is true. That's four to six million people. This woman, I'm sorry, but I watch her mannerisms, I listen to her speech, and if she isn't a flaming liberal, then I've never seen one or heard one in my life. She is so dour. And well, she, she is, uh, by the way, she is echoing the same thing that another famous liberal um uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo in New York is saying, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, says that he predicts 40 to 80% of the population in the country 
not just his state, but in the country, will wind up getting mm-hmm. this virus. That's, you know, 80% of 330 million people is uh, probably close to 300 million people. So that's that's how... I don't know what they're basing that on. I don't know what their their you know their rate of 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 doubling and tripling is, but that's what he is saying. That's what she is saying. So they're kind of all they're kind of all beating the same drum, I guess, uh, in order to yeah. um, well, you know to to stoke fear perhaps are, in the American people. But good. Unfortunately, facts are a hard thing for them to swallow. There's been tens of thousands of Ohioans who have tested negative for the coronavirus, and look at the number of confirmed cases. I think right now they're probably run running at about 360 confirmed cases in Ohio with four deaths. And I want to see the statistics of all the tests run balanced against these real numbers, 360 cases and four deaths. And the percentage is like less than one-fifth of one percent. So, you know, it doesn't fly. It just doesn't fly. Where do they get their numbers from? I mean, it's just like... You just don't make a blanket statement without having any see, see, not being a doctor, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I, I don't want to entertain this part of it yet, Norm. And thank you for the call, my friend. I'm going to get to the news here, and I'll follow up on the rest of that um, on the other side of this news break. But but it's it's what they don't know that I think is what is driving their policies. It's what they don't know, because they don't know exactly what the rate of spread will be if Again, the quote-unquote shelter-in-place orders are not followed. And I'll follow up on that right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, um, we're going to, I got to, I have to do this. I have to address this because... 1036, by the way. Thank you for being with us. We've got 24 minutes of Outstanding Awesome left for you. Then Mike Gallagher, Prager, you're going to want to hear both of them. Then Dr. G, who's just spot on on all of this as well. Stay here all day, all night. My name 1420, The Answer. I, Dr. Amy Acton is the one calling the shots for the state of Ohio when it comes to orders that are being given to shelter in place, or as Mike DeWine said, stay at home. Um She's an interesting person. And I want to be respectful here as much as I can. I really do. Dr. Acton made statements as recently as a month ago in uh, February, or it was maybe about five, six weeks, so early to mid-February. Dr. Acton was making comments about the seasonal flu. And Dr. Acton, let me see if I can pull those exact comments up. Maybe, maybe not. I may have to paraphrase this because Dr. Acton, uh, in, and this is quoted in the Columbus Dispatch, Dr. Acton talked about how the seasonal flu was so much worse than the coronavirus. Literally, as recently as um, a mu- uh, five, six weeks ago. I know a lot of things change, so I, I'm, I'm allowing for that. Like I've always said, you know, uh, the the advanced mind is one that is willing to change and alter its conclusions once the variables that led to that conclusion has changed. So I get that. But just this is the person who's in charge. In other words, she, as the uh, director of the Ohio Department of Health, should be a little bit more than just reactionary like you or me or others in terms of what is coming and how serious something is. 
she kind of has to be held to a higher standard than that. But it was literally just last month, like I said, five, five, six weeks ago, and they were talking about how the flu is much worse than the coronavirus. Despite uh, widespread concern about the novel coronavirus behind the ongoing outbreak centered in China, this is in the Columbus Dispatch, the flu has actually proven to be much deadlier so far in the U.S. and abroad. The U.S. had an estimated uh, 19 million cases of the flu, 180,000 hospitalizations, 10,000 deaths this season, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, Dr. Ben Bring, physician at Ohio Health's Dublin Methodist Hospital, has seen a lot of patients with flu, but also gets a lot of questions about coronavirus. He tells them all the same thing. Usually I say, look, you're probably never even going to come to contact with this virus. So you go get your flu shots and you wash your hands. And that's it. Dr. Acton, I'm trying to find her exact quote here. Um, I Let's see. I think, said Dr. Acton, that's something that people don't realize. Healthy people can die from the flu. And this is after she was quoting the numbers, some of the numbers that I just gave you. Adult flu deaths are not reported to the state health department. Although the flu can cause serious complications for anyone, it is considered particularly dangerous to, the ki- to kids and the elderly. Um, and again, despite widespread concerns about the novel coronavirus, the flu has actually proven to be much deadlier so far in the U.S. and abroad, health officials say. So that's that's coming from Dr. Amy Acton. Now, if she and her colleagues at the Ohio Department of Health a month ago were saying that the flu is way worse than the coronavirus, it's just a little odd that she is the one who yesterday wrote the the order that Mike DeWine issued saying that coronavirus is going to kill us all. Well, not kill us all, but we have to we have to um stay sheltered in place for at least the next uh, well what did they say it's going to expire on April 6th and then it'll be reevaluated. It's just a little weird to me that literally just just a month ago. Now, again, a lot of things can change. A lot of things have changed. I get that. President Trump uh, thought it was a lot less serious back at the beginning than he thinks it is now. So I'm not going to sit here and just say she can't evolve her opinion, her medical opinion on this. But I want whoever's making the decision about whether or not we have to go to a, uh, you know, a shelter-in-place rule or we're allowed to go to work, um, I want the person who makes that decision to know this stuff ahead of time. Doctor, uh, President Trump is not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Dr. Acton's a doctor. And for that complete 180, and then the other thing is, you remember, Dr. Acton is the person who said that we're going to have 100,000 cases of coronavirus in the state of Ohio. So far, she's off by 99,650. Because we had, we had about 350 cases in the state of Ohio. And so where is all of this coming from if this is the medical expertise that is making the decision as to where we stay and where we go, et cetera, et cetera? I just want a little bit of an explanation as to how they can be so far off on these things. That's what I'm looking for. Now, having said that, I want to throw this to you, too. <clears throat> I didn't know this until uh, last night. Did you know? That Ohio is one of only two states, only two states, that refuse to comply with federal law by reporting negative Chinese coronavirus test results as well as positives. This was reported by the Ohio Star. 
The state of Connecticut has gotten on board with the CDC to report negative test results to help the agency better track the spread of the coronavirus, leaving Ohio and Maryland as the only holdouts in complying with federal law. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont said Thursday afternoon um, that he would require private labs to inform the state of all negative test results. His announcement, along with new measures to fight the spread of the coronavirus, is available uh, online, where it says, quote, while the Connecticut Department of Public Health State Laboratory in Rocky Hill has been publicly releasing data on the number of tests conducted at its facility that have returned negative results for the virus. Private labs have not been providing the state with similar statistics for tests conducted at each of their facilities. Acknowledging the benefits to the public of having this information, yesterday evening the Lamont administration signed an an order requiring all private laboratories in the state to begin releasing this information to DPH, Department of Public Health, effective immediately, so that it can be publicly reported and collected with the data on negative test results from the state labs. This data is anticipated to be received soon and will be publicly shared. As the Ohio Star reported Saturday, Ohio now is only one of two states that are refusing to cooperate with these requests from the CDC to provide accurate data on the total number of positive and negative tests that uh, uh, on uh, coronavirus that have been conducted in our state. Having data on negatives, a spokesperson for the CDC told the Star, Ohio Star, Having data on negatives as well as positives helps us to understand the burden of the disease. Having that data also gives us insight on the amount of testing being done overall. State-by-state data and grades are available at the COVID Tracking Project. Uh, This includes uh, confirmation Ohio and Maryland are not reporting negative results from private labs. Some states, like Tennessee, also had not been reporting negative results, but uh, relented. The CDC said Thursday every state must report aggregated data of coronavirus testing to it. And Tennessee Governor Bill Lee said the state will finally comply. The CDC's authority comes from the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. So what does all that mean? Well, that's to be determined, I suppose. But I do find it interesting and curious and makes me wonder. That's all I'm saying. I'm just wondering. I'm not accusing anybody. But why would we not want all negative tests for coronavirus to be reported along with positive tests so that we get a real idea of where it is, where it's spreading, where it isn't? I just think that's a you know responsible position to take, and the Ohio Star did some great reporting on that. All right, let's go to um, Ward 1 in Cleveland. Todd, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Todd. Yo, Bob, they're looking for anybody, for the people that they should have said this out at the beginning, and I wish somebody would have said it. Maybe I should have said it on your broadcast because I sure knew it. They're hunting for the antibody, and people that have caught it and gotten through it, they have the antibody in them because their immune system fought it off, and they're hunting for it. That may be why they're spending more energy on the positives than they are the negatives because the um, the 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 I mean, not not reporting all the negatives because they're hunting so aggressively for people that got over it already. But that is not what I called about. What I called about is this, because this is a major value to a broadcast such as yours, okay? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The tax, um, I I knew in December I was going to have to file for a tax extension. I don't need to do that now, okay? There are a lot of people that for other reasons other than this, like me, thought they were going to have to file for an extension on their taxes. Don't have to do that now. If you have some money, some money that you can, and it's some disposable income, 
or some income that you were using for this purpose. Stocks are cheap now. Federal bonds are going down, and it's not going. And this is not going to last to the end of the fourth quarter when these stocks are, are going up. If you know what to look for, okay. For people to have air travel like me, <laughs> I have to go back and forth between Cleveland and Atlanta. I was able. To, I'm able to buy a bulk of tickets because air travel is so cheap. And even if they sit the planes down, once the tickets are purchased, they're going to honor the purchases and just it's built in. It's a built-in saving. Sure, it's not talking about the tragedy of what's going on with this but the tragedy is going to pass and there is such a thing as capitalizing on opportunities of tragedy even though they're, even if they're not your own hopefully i won't catch this but if i do <laughs> i have a pretty good immune system let i probably push through it so we should be talking about you know afterward too what's gonna happen after and people need this is a capitalist society you feel me bob you're a dad, just like me. I you feel every word, man. I, I, I'm I'm with you every single step of the way. You're right. If you have the disposable income, or if, like you said, maybe you are going to get a tax, uh, either a tax refund, in which case you want to file early, uh, as quick as you can, and get that money and then use it in this way, or as you said, if you're going to owe a tax... <clears throat> Now you don't have to pay it on, uh, you know, uh, by April fifteenth. Uh, take that money and use it and put it to some good use. Like you said, be smart. Now a lot of people are a little freaked out by that. They wouldn't buy in the stock market right now because of where it is. I'm not a, I'm not a broker and I'm not a financial advisor, so I wouldn't, rec- wouldn't uh, advise anybody on where to put their money. But if you are and you have somebody you trust, you're right. Things are at uh, bottom. You know, as long as you know and are really confident anyway that these things are going to bounce back. Uh, including the airlines, like you said, too. Take advantage of these prices while they're very low. And then once this ends, President Trump has said, once this ends, our economy is going to come roaring back like nothing you've ever seen. And I hope that is the case, and that includes the market that will suddenly make you a, uh, I won't say a very wealthy man, but, Todd, if you're putting them in, in the right places, then you're going to be a hell of a lot better off than you were when it started. Well, I know where to go. I, I'm definitely that guy. But um, in the federal, and because the government is, I might have to money. avail myself of your services, by the way, then, if you're the guy who's in the know. But anyway, go ahead. Last time. <laughs> the government's pumping so much money into the economy right now that there's going to be a great need for people to buy federal bonds. And if the president's team is t- in his ear correctly, they need to be telling them, you know, reduce the already low price of federal bonds so people can get invested in the country and the rest of the human race outside this country will get invested, too, because this is the time to get them. I and think they are. I think yeah. they are. I think they're telling them, and I think that's coming. Just like they yeah. dropped the, the the Fed dropped the rate to uh, zero, basically um, that they're going to reduce the cost of bonds and others just to encourage that investment. I think you're right, Todd. No, uh, hey man, I got a I got a jet. All I right. got a jet. I appreciate the call. Great information. Great stuff. Uh, and I'm glad you know where to go with your money on the, in, the, in the market because I don't. Uh, Frank in Brook Park next. Hi, Frank. Go ahead. Thank you. I just found it two days ago. Dozens of us were at the abortion chambers in Cleveland, okay? And one of the guys called the police, wondering what how can they be operating. Well, 11 o'clock, police came, spoke to us first, and then they took 10 minutes and went inside and talked to the abortionists. Well, the police came out, they had bought the lie that the governor's order last Wednesday was just a suggestion, and then they left them keep operating. Later on, a young, beautiful lady came. At 2 o'clock, she phoned the police. Well, they got her at 2 o'clock for her phone call, because she was upset. She said there was even a cease and desist order on this from the governor. I'm not sure about that. But anyway. I believe that, I believe that is true. They spoke with her, and they came up with the same thing. 
that was a suggestion. But the abortion chambers in Ohio, not just here in Cleveland, were still operating totally uncooperative as normal, killing human babies and mutilating mothers. Now they're defying the COVID-19 order of the governor. I wish we would have some penalties. There was no penalty at all. They just kept operating the abortion chamber. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and Frank, thank you for the call. You're, it, that that has aggravated rightly and disgusted, frankly, a lot of people, um, especially because the order from the governor was no elective surgeries either. So you know, and we're and even veterinarians are being told don't perform procedures on animals right now unless they absolutely have to be done because we could use the masks and the gloves and the other things that you're using, um, you know, to treat coronavirus patients. And no elective surgeries was was part of this in terms of you know the medical field, and yet the abortion clinics were apparently exempted from that. When is an abortion not an elective procedure? It is absolutely an elective procedure, which is one of the reasons why we are so most of us who are pro-life are so opposed to it, because um, it's not a medical necessity. There is not a, a life of the mother in peril type of thing. That number is so minuscule it doesn't even register. Uh, so it's always elective, and yet they kept them operating and all of those resources being used. So you're right, Frank, to be uh, outraged by it, and you're right to point it out to others as well. Thank you, my friend. Final uh, time out here to be followed by our final segment and our final calls. Maybe it's yours. 216-901-0945. Right here on AM 1420, The Answer. I really love how Hugh phrases that. Very much mirrors what we've been saying. Is this a serious situation? Yes. Is it as calamitous as it is being made to be? I do not believe so. I don't think the numbers say that. So let's be responsible. Let's be objective. Let's be reasonable. Let's not go over the top and panic. Let's not make the cure worse than the virus. David and LaGrange on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, David. Go ahead. Okay, Bob. I want to know where these millionaire politicians are. I want to know where these musicians, Hollywood, sports figures are. We're constantly talking about income inequality, social just, justice, health care, redistribution of wealth. I want to know what they're doing with their millions. Why don't they give a few million to the people struggling with their mortgage right now, people having trouble buying food? It's a very good question. There are some, by the way, who are doing exactly that, particularly for the people closest to them. For example, Kevin Love uh, was one of the very first in the sports world. Thank you, David, for the call to say, I'm going to donate $100,000 to help pay the salaries of the Quicken Loans, or not, uh, what do they call it now, the uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse employees of the, you know, Cavaliers organization who won't get paid because games aren't going on, you know, and or uh, employees of the, uh, of the arena. Uh, there are a number of athletes who have done the same thing. I think, I think, um, Zion Williamson, the number one pick in the NBA draft, said he will cover the cost of all employees who work for the Pelicans and the arena there, he plays in New Orleans, for 30 days on his own. So he's donating millions to pay salaries, benefits, etc. to uh, people who don't have that. So some of them are out there. Are, are enough of them? No. Athletes, actors, entertainers, like you said, multimillionaires who have lived off of the uh, adulation of the fans. Now the fans are struggling, can't pay their bills because of this. Where are you? That's a very good question. Some of them are stepping up, and I give them all the credit in the world. Barb in Parma. Hi, Barb. Go ahead. 
Hi, good morning. You know, if we all listen back to, I don't remember who said it, what this country needs is a great recession. And Bill Maher. Okay. B- Bill Maher. And, right. And then, then we've gone on to hear, you know, we've, I did hear that this could cause, and I'm just going to make these figures up, 50 or 150 or 5,000 deaths. So what is the media print? 5,000 deaths. They don't get out with the other with the other information that's given them. And how I don't know how they come up with those numbers either. However, the, since they've come up with some of the testing, they've determined that it's not as severe. You can go in the hospital. Many have gone in the hospital, or many have just recovered at home. But why they're not reporting the, um, the negative cases it's just to keep right. the story going. That's the only hey, that's, reason they're doing it. That's, that's, that's a really that's a really troubling aspect of this for me too, Barb. Thank you for the call. That is exactly what I was saying. Uh, when Ohio is one of only two states not to report all their negative tests, there's there's got to be an explanation. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody in the press pool, uh, uh, as Mike Dewine gives his daily update today, and Doctor Acton, maybe somebody can ask that question. Why aren't you reporting negative tests to the CDC as required? by federal law when so many other states are doing exactly that. But that's going to be a question we address tomorrow because we are out of time for today. Stay where you are. Mike Gallagher is coming your way. Uh, Thank you for being here. Thanks for being passionate about this. Thanks for being responsible and caring about this. We will continue the fight and try to defeat this enemy the right way, the responsible way on tomorrow's program. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.